What's up, nerds? Uh, Marcus and Sarah are super busy this summer, but I am not. So here and there, I'm going to be bringing you this bite-sized series about the nonfiction side of romance novels. I love this genre. Historical romance is sort of what I tend to be drawn to. Technically, I guess that makes it not speculative fiction, right? But I'm sort of using the loophole of uh, the fact that many historical romance novels are ahistorical in a number of ways and sort of largely imaginative and fantastical. So I'm going to be counting it as speculative fiction. And also because this means I get to talk about romance novels. Today, I'm going to be talking about The Viscount Who Loved Me and Bee Stings slash Allergies. This is the second book in the Bridgerton series by Julia Quinn. You probably recognize Bridgerton as a name here. It recently got pretty big. I fucking love this series. It's a really good series, and I primarily love The Viscount Who Loved Me. Uh, This is Anthony's story, and it's my favorite romance novel of all time. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. The back covers of romance novels have a very specific form and flavor to them that I'd like to preserve in telling you about sort of the general premise of this book. So I'm going to straight up read you the back cover from uh, the edition of this book that I have at my house. 1814 promises to be another eventful season, but not, this author believes, for Anthony Bridgerton, London's most elusive bachelor who has shown no indication that he plans to marry. And in all truth, why should he? When it comes to playing the consummate rake, nobody does it better. This is from Lady Whistledown's Society Papers in April of 1814. But this time, the gossip columnists have it wrong. Anthony Bridgerton hasn't just decided to marry, he's also chosen a wife. The only obstacle is his intended's older sister, Kate Sheffield, the most meddlesome woman to ever grace a London ballroom. The spirited schemer is driving Anthony mad with her determination to stop the betrothal, but when he closes his eyes at night, Kate's the woman haunting his increasingly erotic dreams. Contrary to popular belief, Kate is quite sure that reformed rakes do not make the best husbands, and Anthony Bridgerton is the most wicked rogue of them all. Kate is predetermined to protect her sister, but she fears her own heart is vulnerable. And when Anthony's lips touch hers, she's suddenly afraid she might not be able to resist the reprehensible rake herself. Dot dot dot. So they get together in the end. That's the nice thing about romance novels. There are no spoilers, because the plot is essentially always the same. Or rather, the end result is always the same. This book rules for a lot of reasons. Enemies to lovers is a really fun trope. And sometimes in that trope, the characters can be a little bit flat. And so their tension between them feels contrived, right? So they're not super well fleshed out as people. So when they're fighting, it's kind of like, why are you fighting with each other? I don't understand any of your motivations for anything. And then sometimes it's so contentious when they're enemies before they're lovers that when they get together, it feels kind of weird and terrible because they haven't really demonstrated any care or affection for each other at all. I think that Julia Quinn does a great job of, you know, avoiding any of these typical pitfalls. Kate and Anthony are both great, really well fleshed out, so it doesn't feel this way at all. One of the things that brings Kate and Anthony together is the fact they both have really bad anxiety uh, because of like childhood trauma or it's sort of compartmentalized for them, right? So Kate has this really intense irrational fear of thunderstorms because when she was quite young, her mother died and she witnessed this death and it took place during a thunderstorm. There's a very sweet scene where Anthony like comforts her during a thunderstorm. It's very cute. Anthony has a really intense fear of bees because when he was a young man, his father died uh, because of a bee sting. 
And he thinks of him as this like untouchable hero, basically, who was felled by such a small thing. And this sort of contributes to him feeling quite paranoid about bees. This fear of bees becomes instrumental in bringing Anthony and Kate together because at this one point in the book, they're out in the garden and he sees a bee. And although Kate tries to reassure him, she gets about it like not being a big deal. Uh, She gets stung like just above her neckline. How convenient, I know. Anyway, Anthony like freaks out and tears her dress halfway off to try and like squeeze the venom out. And she's partway kind of like internally like, oh my God, swoon. And uh, partway like, dude, what are you doing? Please stop this. But she can tell that he's really panicked. So she, you know, is able to empathize with him a little bit in that moment. And I'm going to read you an excerpt from the book. In this excerpt, she's trying to sort of reassure him that it's not going to be an issue because she's trying to comfort him uh, in this moment of panic. I'm sure I'll be fine, she said gently, her ire with him turning into an almost maternal concern. His brow was wrinkled with concentration, and his movements still carried an air of frantic energy. He was petrified, she realized, scared that she would drop dead right there on the garden bench, felled by a tiny little bee. It seemed unfathomable, and yet it was true. He shook his head. It's not good enough, he said hoarsely. I have to get it all out. Anthony, I... what are you doing? He'd tipped her chin back and his head was closing the distance between them, almost as if he meant to kiss her. I'm going to have to suck the venom out, he said grimly. Just hold still. Anthony, she shrieked. You can't... She gasped, completely unable to finish her sentence once she felt his lips settling on her skin, applying a gentle yet inexorable pressure, pulling her into his mouth. Kate didn't know how to respond, didn't know whether to push him away or pull him toward her. But in the end, she just froze. Because when she lifted her head and looked over his shoulder, she saw a group of three women staring at them with equal expressions of shock. And Kate knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that her life would never be the same. So if you have any familiarity with historical romance novels or have watched this kind of thing, you know that by being seen in contact with Anthony here, uh, Kate has, her honor is highly at stake or whatever, so they absolutely have to get married. So that's how they get together. It's, I guess, romantic, and it's because of Anthony's fear of bees. So today, I'm going to talk to you about bee allergies. (laughs) Uh, A little bit less romantic, I guess, in this uh, second part here. First of all, I just want to make this very clear up front. Sucking the venom out of somebody is not going to work uh, in the event of a bee sting. So, you know, Anthony's doing his best, but is a little misguided. To sting, a bee jabs a barbed stinger into the skin. Bee sting venom contains proteins that affect skin cells and the immune system, causing pain and swelling around the sting area. I'm not going to read the proteins to you because I cannot pronounce them, which is what happens when you don't have any scientists around. Bees typically sting humans when the hive is threatened, usually, or when they get stepped on. There's this myth that bees can only sting once, which it can happen. The barb can get stuck uh, and pull the stinger out when the bee, you know, flies away, in which case the bee does die. But that doesn't always happen. The barb doesn't always get stuck. It requires, you know, sufficiently thick skin. Male bees simply do not sting, which is interesting. Queen bees have their whole own thing going on. Uh, Queen bees have a sting that isn't barbed, and they can sting repeatedly without dying. So when a virgin queen emerges from her brood cell, she'll immediately seek out all the other virgin queens and try to kill them by stinging them. When only one is left, she'll mate and begin laying eggs. So basically, just like kills all of her competitors in cold blood and then uh, gets to it. And then mated queens don't leave the laying chamber and do not sting again. So what should you do instead of tearing people's clothes off and sucking on their breasts whenever they get stung? 
when we get into this medical part here, I want to give a shout out to my younger sister, Ellen. She's a nurse practitioner and has sort of fact checked my work here. Um, so everything I get right, I'm going to credit to her and everything I get wrong. Uh, it's my fault for expressing it badly. Anyway, what you're going to do if someone is stung by a bee, you're going to take out the stinger. You're going to apply a cold compress or ice. And then basically that's it. Um, you can also use an antihistamine or steroid cream to reduce itching and swelling if you want. But, you know, that's just for treating the symptoms. And that's kind of it. There are so many home remedies and, you know, rumored stuff that can help a bee sting. But as far as I can tell, this is all pretty inconclusive. There's not really any particular medical evidence to suggest that any of this stuff is helpful. Uh, but generally, yeah, just ice it and try and take the swelling down. The pain and swelling and all this stuff that you experience when you're stung by a bee is an immune response. It's a reaction to the venom in the bee's stinger. So these immune responses can vary in terms of severity. First of all, it fucking hurts. Very painful, sort of stinging, burning feeling. Um, the site of the sting will swell up and get red, and sometimes it'll be a little itchy as well. A moderate immune response, also called a large local reaction, is sort of a blown up version of this sort of red swelling. So this is extreme redness on the site or extreme swelling that takes several days to go away. So this is sort of a mid-range reaction. And then there are also, like with Anthony's father, very severe reactions to bee stings. If someone is sufficiently allergic to bees, then a bee sting can cause them to experience anaphylaxis. There are two kinds of anaphylaxis, uh, immunologic and non-immunologic, um, and we're talking about the former in this case. In the immunologic mechanism, an antibody called immunoglobulin E, or IgE, binds to the antigen, which is the foreign material that provokes the allergic reaction. Then, antigen-bound IgE activates receptors on mast cells, which are like immune cells, and basophils, which are white blood cells. This leads to the release of inflammatory mediators such as histamine. And then these mediators, they increase the contraction of bronchial smooth muscles, uh, they trigger vasodilation, increase the leakage of fluid from blood vessels, and cause heart muscle depression. If it's real bad, it can kill you because of asphyxiation, right, which results from this throat swelling and the contraction of bronchial smooth muscles, or anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic shock is when, because of fluid leaking out of your capillaries and vasodilation, this causes a severe drop in blood pressure. So basically, blood is not getting to your organs, your organs aren't being perfused, and you die. Um, so it can be asphyxiation, it can be anaphylactic shock, or it can be some combination of these two. Symptoms of anaphylaxis, in case you are concerned when you get stung by a bee, include uh, skin reactions like hives and itching or flushed or pale skin, difficulty breathing, swelling of the throat and tongue, a weak rapid pulse, occasionally gastrointestinal stuff like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. You may be dizzy or faint or lose consciousness. If this happens to you, you should call 911. If you know you have a bee allergy, you might have epinephrine on you. Epinephrine causes vasoconstriction, so that's sort of a temporary fix, and that's how it'll be treated at the hospital as well. But yeah, you should go to the hospital, because this can be deadly, as Anthony so tragically discovers, so tragically in his youth. One of the ideas that comes up in The Viscount Who Loved Me is this idea of uh, being repeatedly stung by bees not necessarily being an indication of whether or not you're allergic. And indeed, when the bee is around, when Kate gets stung, she's like, oh, it's fine. I've been stung many times before. It's not an issue. And Anthony says, no, so had my father, before he starts, you know, grabbing at her dress. A literal bodice ripper on this one. 
But there's actually something to this. You are absolutely more likely to have an allergic reaction to a bee sting if you are stung repeatedly. I'm working with some data from a study published in the UK in 2012 in the Health Technology Assessment Journal. The prevalence rates of large local reactions, or these moderate reactions, in the general populations have been estimated at between 2.4% and 26.4%. And in beekeepers, the incidence of this is up to 38%. So basically, the more they've been stung, the more they're getting these more severe reactions. The more of these moderate reactions you have, these large local reactions, the more likely you are to actually go experience anaphylaxis as the result of another sting. As of 2012, between two and nine people in the UK die each year as a result of anaphylaxis due to having experienced reactions to bee and wasp stings. Once an individual has experienced an anaphylactic reaction, the risk of having a recurrent episode has been estimated to be between 60 and 79%. So basically, the fact that Anthony is super worried, even though Kate is like, no, no, it's fine, I've been stung before, is grounded in real fact. I can imagine as well, right, all of these numbers are going to be much higher without, it's not like, you know, these Regency nobility were wandering around with EpiPens in their Jansports. The fatality rate would have been way higher uh, during the time period of this book. But I don't obviously, (laughs) you know, I don't have data for that. Just as a brief tangent before we wrap up, because I think this is sort of a, you know, reasonable conclusion to reach from this kind of information. Apitherapy or like bee venom therapy is this like alternative medicine treatment thing where basically you deliberately inject yourself with bee venom repeatedly because it's supposed to, I don't know what it's supposed to cure. I didn't bother finding out what it's supposed to cure because it doesn't cure anything. And as we know, repeated injections of bee venom is going to make you more and more likely to experience anaphylaxis and or die. So don't fucking deliberately inject bee venom into your face or whatever. It's not going to cure your asthma. It's just going to kill you probably. Anyway, the moral of the story is that although Anthony's severe reaction was a result of unmanaged anxiety, he had a lot of reason to be worried. The science backs him up. And that's my expert opinion. Also, you should read this book. 